history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I'm Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner State of Mind. This is your home for everything OU football. Make sure you subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows, type in Sooner State of Mind, and you are locked. We have a ton of great shows there. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Believe.com. Oh, baby. And... If you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head over to YouTube and search the football dudes. Like and subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. Happy Labor Day, people. Hope you guys are enjoying the day off. Still got a little college football tonight, but we wanted to get the show going today. And, oh, does it feel better? Does it feel a little different? Did you wake up with a little, little step going there? I did. You know why? Because it's our first victory Monday, and it feels pretty damn good. I am not going to lie. Oh, you hosted Arkansas State on Saturday. The Sooners were favored by 35 and a half, and they doubled that spread. You got to love a good double spread. <laughs> oh, you win 73 to nothing. And, you know, we didn't expect this game to be competitive, but we hoped it would be total domination. And it was. Oh, you got the ball first. Great opening drive. Dylan Gabriel looking sharp right out of the gate. A huge 45-yard pass to Andrell Anthony. Um, offense just moving down the field. That set up a Drake Stoops touchdown. And it was capped off with great blocks by Anthony. And Farouk just absolutely buried his defender, clearing the way for Stoops. Um, touchdown, OU's up 7 nothing. five plays, 70 yards, a minute 19. Impressive opening drive. That's just what you want to see out of the offense. First defensive position, uh, possession. Harrington, the cheetah baby, a strong tackle, making a great play. Woody Washington, great physical coverage, not panicking at the point when the ball comes down, just doing his thing, shutting it down. Arkansas State goes three and out. And all camp long, you've heard everybody associated with the program raving about Gavin Freeman. He's back to return the, the punt. His first touch, an 82-yard punt return touchdown. Man, the kid is fast. He's shifty. He was moving, baby. His second year in a row when his first touch ends up in the end zone. Two minutes into this game, OU was up 14 to nothing when you could kind of go into relax mode. You know how the game was going to play out, which we'd hoped, but it's nice to, to get uh, reassurance of that. And in the last episode, we talked about the opportunity this receiving core had going into the season. And maybe it's the Emmett Jones effect, but they all delivered nice games from Gibson and Anderson. And I'll tell you what, right now, people, Andrew Anthony, is going to be a problem for opposing defenses. Man, that guy is lightning quick. Um, DG went over the top a few times. 
um, was late on a couple balls, let a, a defender into it, but the way Anthony went up and got it was solid, drew a couple pass interference penalties too, is just as good as a completion. So I expect them to work that connection out even more so as the season goes on. And it's just nice to have that big uh, big play threat again, man. It's shades of Hollywood Brown and D.D. Westbrook. So completely stoked. Andrew Anthony is fitting in with the offense, and it's going to be pretty sweet. I mentioned earlier Dylan Gabriel, very sharp in this thing. He looks lean. He looked fast out there. He looked like he had total control of this offense. They uh, made it a point to attack the flats, and it was very effective, very precise with his passing. Overall, 19 to 22, 308 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. All of this was in the first half, and then it was time to chill. Baby DG got the rest of the game off. Full second half, just chilling, drinking the Gatorade on the sidelines, and this might have been the most anticipated uh, debut that we had seen in quite some time. Well, I guess since Caleb Williams and I guess before that Spencer Rattler, but Jackson Arnold, baby playing the second half and it couldn't have gone any better. I mean, this was everything that we'd hoped he would be. And we got to take it with the grain of salt. It's the first game. It's an inferior opponent, but for him to come out and do the things he did, for the whole team to come out and do the things they did was exciting, but especially Jackson Arnold, his first drive, 10 plays, 65 yards, three minutes, 54 seconds, a touchdown, uh, four for four passing on the drive. Touchdown. His second drive ends with a 21-yard touchdown to Jaden Gibson. Um, not bad for a kid that just turned 19 overall on the day, 11 for 11 this one goes to 11. You're going to hear me say that a lot this season. 114 yards, five rushes, 39 yards, and two touchdowns. And is it just me? Anybody else get some belldozer vibes when they saw a 10 back there with a couple of those power runs? He's big. He's fast. He's got a cannon, man. This guy looks to have all the tools. Um, it was good that he got, you know, two full quarters almost of football, so... They're going to bring him along. Hopefully he gets some meaningful snaps later in the season. Um, but it was nice to see him come in there and do his thing. I talked about the Emmett Jones effect. Ten different players caught passes in this game. And that's pretty good, you know. And um, last year, Jaden Gibson, he dropped some easy catches, even back to the uh, the spring game, you know, the, the two-pointer that would have won that. This year is making highly contested catches, man. And it was great to see him get out there and have some success, a touchdown. And, you know, hopefully J.D. Gibson is putting it all together. He's got all the talent, big, fast. Um, it's great to see him doing that. It was also great to see Nick Anderson out there as well. He's battled some injuries, um, but he had a, a huge play on Saturday as well. The run game, you know, they went for – over 200 yards, and they got a lot of different running backs action there. Um, only 16 yards for the longest run, though. So that is a little bit troublesome, but, um, you know, that's something they can improve on. The offensive line did pretty good with the run game, and, you know, 200 yards, that's nothing to complain about, but not any of those breakaway runs. So hopefully um, we'll see those moving forward. But I did 
loved the uh, efficiency of the run game. Every time they needed to pick up a first or something, they were able to do that with the run. So that's something to be stoked with. And I also liked OU's and Libby's ability to change tempo pretty seamlessly. Um, first half, breakneck speed, just bam, 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 going down. I think I counted one time the play clock was at 32, only eight seconds in between plays. They were humming. And in the second half, they slowed it way down, and partly because of what the score of the ball game was. But be able to do that and not have the, the flow of the offense suffer, I thought was really impressive. So they could get in the huddle, slow it down, take their time, and they could go fast when they needed to. So you're going to see them – mix that thing up but uh you know over 90 plays on a day that puts a lot of pressure on opposing defenses and as long as you're converting on third down which they were great in this game at doing um you can do that fast pace so lots to be stoked for with this offense and um you know hopefully they're just building on that moving forward um and we see it to continue to get better defensively Pretty much what you expected. Well, maybe a little better, actually. The Sooners held the Red Wolves to 208 total yards and only 10 first downs. So nothing came easy for those Red Wolves on um, Saturday. They were only 2 for 12 on third down. Lots of third and longs. Very hard to convert on that. The run game, we talked that they probably would not be able to run the ball, and that was the case on Saturday. 23 rushes for 48 yards just a little over two yards per carry. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. When you get a shutout, that's saying something. This was BV's first shutout as the head coach in his second year there at Oklahoma. Impressive. Now, uh, ASU did miss a couple of field goals. But, hey, that's a zero on the board, and no one's going to ever look back at that game and be like, oh, they missed field goals. Great job by the defense getting that shutout, especially how much they were on the field. Kobe McKenzie, we talked about him earlier. He is going to be very good. I'm completely stoked about that guy. I saw him do some really nice stuff. Gentry Williams, <laughs> he is pretty damn good too already. Playmakers all over the field for this defense. And the, uh, the Caney Walker, great hustle play, forcing a turnover. Doesn't stop. He sees his guy getting the tackle. He goes and gets involved and rips that ball away. Gave the Sooners an extra possession. You love to see hustle play. That's one of my favorite thing in all of sports when someone just, you know, does that work to make something good happen. And the harder your work, the more good luck you have. Isn't that crazy how that goes together? It does. And this is a hardworking unit. Danny Stutzman, the leader of this defense for sure. He's going to keep elevating his game. And as he goes, the defense will go. They were saying in the broadcast, he's out there teaching the defense and that's helping him even improve his game more and i just i love the type of player that stutzman is to impress him to see him going out there um excuse me up front this team was great the beef that defensive line completely shutting down that run game not a ton of pressure on the quarterback but it was enough to make him miserable and made him want to get rid of the ball quicker than uh he wanted or was supposed to so i like the pressure that they got nothing too exotic and i really i don't remember any missed tackles there might have been a couple but i do not remember them um overall a ton to be pleased with um if we're gonna nitpick 
Secondary, I think, got away with a couple mistakes. And due to the caliber of the opponent, they didn't make us um, pay. Better teams, they probably will. But it was the first game. Lots of new players. Lots of people learning the scheme. That stuff will work itself out. Tons of moving parts in there. And maybe if you're just going with your starters, you don't see some of those uh, blown coverages or whatever. But like I said, we didn't have to um, pay the price for those. So it's a good learning experience. But all that stuff has got to get cleaned up. After the game, Arkansas State head coach Butch Jones said, quote, there was a marked difference with this football team than what we saw on video. They're tough. They're physical. I thought they out-athleted us. The speed differential is probably the most glaring I've probably seen in my career, end quote. That is what you want to hear and see. When Butch Jones is saying this team is better than what we saw last year, that means what BV is doing is working. And it's evident from what they were last year to what they were now. And it's a continued growth. This is not the final product of what they will be. But if they continue that ascension, this could be a special team by the end of the season, man. And it was evident to our first opponent. And hopefully we see this rebuild continue to grow and prosper. Um, It's very exciting. But this is exactly what you want out of your first game. You go out there, you handle your business. It was never in question. It was pretty crisp. Low penalties, no turnovers, um, created a turnover, and very efficient. Six running backs, 11 receivers, all got to play in this game. And 39 first-year players saw action on Saturday. That's perfect. That's what you need. Get these young guys some experience so they're a little more ready when we get into some bigger games. I talked about it earlier. Jackson Arnold, the birthday boy, he turned 19. Once again, 11 for 11, 114 yards, couple tutties, five for 39, rushing with two touchdowns. Belldozer, maybe he can break that out during the season, a little boom like that in homage to Blake Bell. That would be sweet. The future's bright, but by no means is this a finished product. Take into account the caliber of the opponent. opponent. And remember how stoked we were last year, three games into this thing? Remember how high we were floating? Let's take a little chill pill. I don't want to be a buzzkill. There is a ton of work to be done, but we can be stoked with what we saw here. We went out, got the first W, and that feels pretty damn good. I'm going to drink to that. Just coffee, people. Come on. It's the morning, but still worth drinking to. And now next week, SMU is going to be a much, much tougher test. They got a lot more going offensively there, and we're going to get into that later in the week. But coming back to our Sooners, man, you got to say Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold were both great last week, and great quarterback play was a theme for week one in college football. Now, you guys might not have heard, but I'm going to break it. This might be the first time you're hearing it. Dion Dion Sanders, Coach Prime, the new head coach at Colorado. You heard about this? Yeah, probably. That's news. But the real news should be that Shador Sanders is the new quarterback at Colorado. And if you thought there was any nepotism going on, you are wrong, dead wrong, people. 
in the biggest upset of the week. Colorado, 20 and a half point dogs, beats TCU on the road, 45 to 42. Sanders, 38 to 47, 510 yards and four touchdowns. Man, this cat was electric. Play after play, so much on his shoulders because they couldn't run the damn ball. And he was outstanding. You know who else was outstanding? Travis Hunter. Wow. It's hard to believe this guy was going to be at Jackson State. Now he's here at Colorado. Played the whole damn game, both sides of the ball. 11 receptions, 119 yards. Think that would be enough? But no, he had an interception on the goal line that negated a TCU touchdown. Took it away. They were marching in to score. No. Travis Hunter says, hell no. Oh, just an impressive, impressive win by Colorado. And that was a great game. I mean, it was back and forth. Lots of scoring. Um, just fun. If you love college football, if you love stories, if you're not emotionally involved with either team, then this was a great game for you. And it's so cool to see Colorado um, get out there and do their thing. And it is a great story. And the uh, buzzkill, I know I'm buzzkill on Monday, but TCU really should have not lost that game. They outrushed Colorado by over 200 yards. Chandler Morris with a couple costly interceptions. I mentioned it, the Travis Hunter. If you're going to go, don't test that cat. Go on the other side of the field, man. You know what Hunter's doing. You've seen it all game. Go the other side. Chandler Morris has got to clean that up, and I think he will. He's a pretty good quarterback. So, And I don't want to take anything away from Colorado. They won one game last year. And that whole roster was completely overturned. Maybe a handful of guys got to stay. And Dion bringing some guys from an HBCU, man. This is a story. Now, it might not be worth the overkill that we're going to get on every single news story from here on out. And, you know, they got a pretty good chance of winning. They got Nebraska this week. Oh, Orv, Kenny, Patty. Sorry, dudes. That was brutal. Nebraska finding new and brutal ways to lose ball games. And it's not just one. It's not just two. It's been a ton. They've lost so many games, so many close games over the last few years. Guys hang in there. I think Matt Rule will get it turned around, but that was brutal. I feel uh, feel the pain of my Husker friends there. But you get prime in these Buffaloes next week. So good luck with that. Might be 0-2 for the Huskers. And then the Buffs have Colorado State. So they could be sitting at 3-0. The hype going absolutely bonkers. But let's go ahead and take a chill pill because that's when shit gets real, baby. Games at Oregon and then hosting USC. Could it happen? We've seen Prime do some amazing things in the past. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying he won't do it, but it is going to be very challenging for that school, but let's go ahead and ride this thing for the next couple of weeks and uh, see what happens. Um, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, the future is very bright for Dion and company. So um, let's go ahead and see what happens until they get to the meat of that Pac-12 schedule. Speaking of USC, Caleb Williams, dude, this cat is a freak. We knew this. We hated him, see him go. And it's, Bittersweet, but I can't root against this cat. He seems to be a great dude off the field. He'll always have equity. 
with me for what he did to those dirty shorthorns. Sooners down by 18, come back to win that game against Texas. So I always have love for Caleb Williams. But man, what this dude is doing is absolutely next level. He was 18 to 24, 319 of five touchdowns in that beat down in Nevada. And on the season, 13 incompletions to nine touchdowns. This guy is insane, including a couple just remarkable passes, cementing his status as the number one overall pick. But you know what? Guess what? Had to watch it in highlights. Didn't get to see this game in Los Angeles as it was on the Pac-12 network. The dismantling of the conference could not come at a worse time. Are you kidding me? The Pac-12 was a perfect 12-0 on the weekend. 12-0, perfect conference. So many great quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Williams, Penix, Sanders, Rising, Knicks, Dante Moore at UCLA. Did you see this cat on Saturday night? Dynamic. Oh, man. All these great quarterbacks. This could be a jumping off point for the Pac-12 and getting a new media rights deal. They could own the Saturday night time slot. Pac-12 after dark, 7.30 p.m. on the West Coast, the only game in town. And people, I know you're sleepy there on the East Coast, but have a cup of coffee. Do what you need to do. Stay up to watch these quarterbacks. Man, it's exciting. It's not to be, though. It's done. We're down to two teams in this conference because Larry Scott fumbled. And what a shame. Like I said, it couldn't be at a worse time. There are so many great quarterbacks in this conference and they're all going away next year. This is it, man. They really blew it. The Conference of Champions, what has happened, man? One bad commish, and he's wiping them out of existence. Brutal. But great quarterback play wasn't only in the Pac-12. Drake May and the Tar Heels beat up on Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks 31-17 in the Battle of the Carolinas in Charlotte. Mac and May, baby, that's what it was. Mac Brown gets his 100th coaching win for a second school. Got a hundo in North Carolina and well over 100 at Texas. Congratulations, Mac. He's got those sweet old man dance moves in the uh, locker room. I could use a little more of that. And Drake May, you know, not a great day. 24-32, 239, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Pretty good, though. I'll take it. And that was a big win, and May keeps his name um, in the Heisman talk, but he's fallen back a little bit, but plenty of season left. And then it was Sunday night, LSU at Florida State in Orlando. At Florida State moshed all over LSU, winning this thing 45-24. to Slugfest in the first half, you know, both teams landing huge blows, but they both kept getting up off the mat. And the LSU was actually up 17-14 to at halftime. But that's when the Chuds came out, baby. FSU took over in the second half. And what I liked most about it was, to quote Dabo Sweeney, BYOG, baby, bring your own guts. FSU continually got punched in the mouth, and they kept getting up, and they took over in the second half. Man, they dominated this thing. Um, at one point, they outscored LSU 31-0 in the second half until LSU got a late touchdown in garbage time. FF, FSU was the more physical team, and it showed in every aspect of this game. I mean, they physically dominated LSU in the second half. Um, 
And Bell's touchdown run to put FSU up 44-17 was a perfect analogy for this game. That run summed it all up. If someone asked you, hey, how did that uh, LSU-FSU game go? You show them that run and Bell running over and through number 24 on the way to the complete butt-kicking that it was. Now, 24 was spinning off a block, but still, it fits the narrative. He got plowed. He's going to have to hear from all his homeboys. And Bell just you know, flex for the camera afterwards with good reason, man. They punished <laughs> LSU and Brian Kelly. Oh man, Jordan Travis. What a game. This guy is a stud. 23 of 31, 342, four TDs, seven rushes, 38 yards and a touchdown. And how about Keon Coleman? Nine wrecks, 122, three touchdowns, man. This was an impressive game. And Florida State looks really good. And it makes me feel even better about the Cheez-It Bowl game last year. We hung with those cats. We had the lead. Just couldn't find a way to finish. This FSU team is much better than that one was. But I think the Sooners are too. But it shows that we can play with a team of this caliber. And it feels like they might have a little something-something cooking down there. FSU plays at Clemson three weeks from now. And after that, a very favorable schedule. So look out for these Knowles. Did I just curse them? I sure hope not because they're an exciting, fun, stocked team. Man, once they got going, whoa, watch out. What a game. (sighs) That's good. That's the first week, man. We partied. We made it through it. Even got more football tonight. So enjoy this. Listen to the show and then go peep that Clemson a Duke game. And make sure you come back because our next episode, we will preview the SMU game and take a look at some of the best games of week two. You got any thoughts or comments about last week's OU game or what you want to see moving forward? Hit us up at SSOMHost at gmail.com. And make sure you like and subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Twitter at FootballDudesLA. All right, people. I'm Casey Mallon, and I am in a sooner state of mind. We will see you next time. Until then, adios.